Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. And here we are. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast. My guest today, uh, Amy Finnegan. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I am very well, thanks. Very well. As I said, I've just had a, uh, a restful long weekend, so I'm just forcing myself back into work at the moment today. So uh, yeah, it's um, it's felt like a holiday. You know, you have one or two extra days, and suddenly, you know, you're. It's um, amazing how powerful just that little bit of extra time can be. You know, sort of revitalizing. Absolutely. Mm. So you're based down at. Um, Anytime Fitness down on Wyndham Street in the centre of town, aren't you? Yes, yes, I yeah. am. And how long yeah. have you been there? How long have I been there? Um, it must be coming up two years now. Yeah, two years there and then kind of just gallivanting around Auckland at other studios, teaching bits and bobs everywhere. Oh, but okay. I guess you could say that's my home base. Yeah, yeah. So you do, you do some other things other than traditional PT. You do some other things like bar classes is that yes. right what else yeah yeah so teaching bar um a little bit of pilates and hit and boxing yeah yeah so just sort of like generic group fitness yeah 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 cool so what would your time split be in terms of um you know traditional pt as opposed to some of the group stuff is it a, an even split or is it more time spent doing the group um no, I take mostly PT. Um, yeah. Generally, I'm doing about well, anywhere between like 20 to 30 hours a week PT, wow. I'd say. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, probably only about like five classes a week. So okay. I mostly just do the classes because I enjoy it and I like the energy of a class. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I also like like the one-on-one nature of personal training and like really getting to know my clients, and like having that time and those chats around our sessions as well. So yeah. that's mostly how I spend my time. And then, yeah, just fill it in with some classes and um, yeah. in that as well. That's good. I guess that gives you a bit of variety as well, as, as, as well as the enjoyment of those classes. Definitely, definitely. And I've recently changed my schedule, um, how you were saying about the long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah decided to finish half days on Fridays, which nice. I've been loving. And it's <laughs> it's been one of the best things that I could have done just to have that work-life balance. Yeah. And then weekends off as well. Because when I first got into the industry, it was so easy just to be like, yep, sure, mm. I'll teach the Saturday classes and, and whatever and then all of a sudden you've got like one or no days off so yeah having that two and a half days myself and just to kind of like reset and regroup has been really good brilliant yeah so you sounds like you've found the balance it looks it looks to me like you work reasonably hard at at, at keeping that balance and you look and look after yourself in terms of your own exercise but also in terms of your own nutrition as well and I've seen lots of, of pictures of food and snacks and bits and pieces <laughs> while I was doing my research. Um, that, um, it kind of seems like it's just, you know, it's, um, I guess you'd expect that from, from people in our industry, but, you know, you're very proactive at, at sharing those things to, I guess, give people ideas, but also inspire them to, to take those steps themselves. Yeah, definitely. And 
um I guess it, it hasn't always been this way for me I um and I guess what I really try to push with my clients and show online is that uh you can find a balance and um you can lose weight or lose fat sustainably and over a longer period of time by just making those like smaller choices and smaller habits um once you combine those smaller habits then that is what ultimately changes into like a healthier lifestyle so um it definitely wasn't always that way (laughs) um but yeah compounding over time and so I hope just by sharing little bits and pieces of like what I eat which I think is yum and maybe someone else might um that it can still get you to your goals and Mm -hmm. you don't have to just eat like tuna salads forever to be healthy you can have a bit of a balance yeah 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 that's good i like it and so it didn't all start here though did it because you um you were a dancer that's that right before you got into health and fitness Yes. Um, yes, I grew up dancing. And when I was 18, I got a scholarship to the New York Film Academy. Ah, so cool. I um, packed up and moved over to New York, yeah. the, the big smoke. Yeah, big step. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. And in hindsight, I don't even think I really knew what I was doing or what was going on. <laughs> it was just kind of cool. I'm moving to New York next week. And I think if yeah. I had have thought about it too much maybe I would have talked myself out of it so I'm so glad that I just kind of went for it yeah um and yeah that was that was a really really great time of my life um I was there for three years studied musical theater and film and um dance professionally and from there decided that because I was so young I was a bit homesick and I wanted to be a little bit closer to home so Mm. instead of renewing my visa ended up moving to Sydney and kind of doing the same thing from there um so that's sort of how it all began and then and through I guess through um being in that kind of industry where you are put in the spotlight and and um it is important to take care of yourself and I really was not taking care of myself. Yeah. It was it was not a healthy time. And um, I think in the first year in New York, my dinners probably consisted of like pizza, ice cream, yeah. <laughs> chicken nuggets. Yeah. I think the only time I would cook would be to make a plain omelet with like tomato sauce and soy sauce <laughs> all over it because it was the only thing I knew how to make. Right. <laughs> um so I really had to like find out how to take care of myself and Mm. really kind of pave the way for myself and the more I kind of delve into that um the more uh, interested in it I became and then um eventually got a job in the fitness industry um just started at on reception um and yeah and it just kind of went on from there it was at first it was just kind of um a passion or a hobby and then it's now it's become my my work and the dancing is no more (laughs) (laughs) is um is the dancing still I mean I don't know much about bar so you'll have to uh, uh, excuse my complete ignorance but um there's some there there are dance disciplines in bar right um yeah so bar essentially you're using the ballet bar Right. Um, but I wouldn't say, especially my classes are not very dancey at okay. all. Um, 
some bar classes you might go to you'll have like an ex-ballerina teaching it and she'll just be un unreal amazing and be doing all these like crazy ballet arms with the right. leg movements but i like to try and take a more athletic approach to it so yeah. essentially you're using basic positions of ballet like a first position or a wide second and um in those positions you're doing like lots of small intricate movements like lots of pulses mm. and little squeezes mm. and um i would say it's probably closer to pilates than it is to okay. dancing okay sounds painful yeah 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 definitely <laughs> how long how long do they last um anywhere from about 45 minutes to an hour okay yeah, yeah. and is it mostly lower body full body full, full body, body. so okay. yes yeah. so you start with a warm-up um which is just a lot of abs and um kind of warming into upper body and then we always do like a weight section yeah. um which you're working with very lightweight so like one to three kgs and it's just high reps low weights that goes for about five or so minutes and mm. then we work on thighs and then you work on glutes so you get a really good glute activation yeah. um um, and then you finish off with some more abs and, uh, and a stretch at the end. So yeah. essentially the premise of it is you are, so you're building lean muscle by, um, so challenging, like putting that time into tension and mm. you're working those muscles hard for a longer period of time. And then you're stretching mm. them out right away. So there's that like activation followed by a stretch and then you yeah. kind of move on to the next muscle. Okay. Group. Okay. Stretch as you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not yeah. really, I'm not tempted, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to give it a go sometime. One day, one day. I keep promising people <laughs> I'll turn up to their classes. I think I've got a list as long as my arm of classes I should be attending. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it also looks as though you're big into um, sort of experimenting, you know, using yourself as the guinea pig and and trying different things. And I know you're, you're big into the to Wim Hof uh, method and some of his practices um and you know with your nutrition and so on is that a fair statement that you kind of you, you like to to see what how things work for you and then you can then sort of roll that out to clients as, as something that might work for them yeah definitely um yeah i would say i'm pretty open-minded especially when it comes to like i don't know if you would call wim hof like biohacking but like yeah. um well i just did a fasting mimicking diet recently so um any kind of like protocols or tools like like fasting or mm. um breath work or um exposure therapy so like when you alternate between saunas and ice yeah. baths yeah um definitely interested in all of that because it's i mean it seems it seems quite scary at first especially when i tell my clients oh yeah go jump in an ice bath and it's yeah. three degrees for two and a half minutes and they look yeah. at me like you are crazy yeah. <laughs> um but it's one of those things it's I enjoy the mental challenge and mm. I find um I mean aside from all the the health benefits there is from it too it's like mentally telling myself like this is this is hard but I'm going to do it anyway yeah. I think that can kind of spill over into other areas of of your life mm. so um yeah I do. I do enjoy dabbling in those things as well. That's good. What um what took you down that path with with Wim Hof? What what was the the, the spark of interest with with that particular mode? Um, I 
even remember how I first got into it. Um, actually, yes, I do. Uh, a guy that I was working with, he, we were sitting in a meeting and he was talking about how he hadn't been sick in five years and he travels all around the world all the time. So he's always on planes and in airports and everything. Mm. Um, and he said that he put it down to this Wim Hof thing he'd been doing for the past five years. And so I thought, wow, because I was sitting in the meeting and I was sick for the uh, flu yeah. and so I was like I need to look into this mm. and um yeah so I just kind of started dabbling in it and then um over the first lockdown last year I decided to purchase his 10-week online course okay. so um kind of took myself through that um and it's quite good he breaks it down into little videos each week mm. so you kind of have more understanding of why you're doing what you're doing Mm. um and not only is there like the breath work component but there's the cold shower or cold immersion to follow it up and then he also included some kind of like yoga poses or challenges as well so there's that movement component as well right um and then from there I went on to do a workshop with Nigel Beach in Auckland and he holds workshops all around mm. New Zealand and that kind of just solidified it a lot more and yeah, now it's just part of my morning routine. It's something that I that I do and it makes me feel good. And I find that I can better handle the day when I've included that as part of my routine. Okay. Do you um do you have an automatic order of ice delivery to your to your home where must <laughs> be bags and bags of ice, surely, right? No, I um so I just do a cold shower uh -huh, every yeah. day and then I try and do an ice bath once a week or once every couple of weeks. That's yeah. a little bit more more niggly because I live in apartments, so yeah. it's not not as easy to kind of set up. <laughs> Wheelbarrow um, with ice going in the lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But eventually I'd like to get a chest freezer, which is how it's um, right. often done. If you're, doing it, if you're doing it often enough, it becomes super expensive to buy mm. ice every week because mm. it's like $50 a pop every time yeah. to fill yeah. up your, your bath. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the chest freezer is kind of the way to go because you only have to turn it on for like an hour a day and that just keeps uh, it chilled. And then you just yeah, yeah. make sure you turn it off. Take, yeah. take the plug out before you yeah. jump in. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. so that would be what i'd like to do in the future That's a good idea i guess you could keep some veggies at one end and just leave it on couldn't you <laughs> yeah i guess so you know um <clears throat> it's interesting it's really fascinating I, I i haven't spent a lot of time dabbling in that myself i was listening to a podcast with um, paula radcliffe um you know she's a one of the top top runners or was one of the top runners and um it was one of her pre-race routines was was the ice bath when um either the day before or two days before a big marathon well when i say a big marathon a marathon that was a big race for her you know she was either aiming for a record or a personal best and that was part of her routine she would always ice bath it just to i guess it mentally as well as physically and you talked about that mental side of things um so, yeah. so you know and obviously the all blacks are you i mean a lot of top athletes are using it to the science is there for sure. What what does yeah. it do? You talked about it um, spilling over into other areas, and I was quite interested by that comment because, you know, you talked about the mental side of things. What what have you seen it do in terms of that mental side of things that has been positive for you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's made me more resilient, mm. um, so more resilience and more discipline as well. Um, 
yeah I think quite often we can be it's so easy to be soft on yourself and mm. and be like oh I'll just sleep in yeah. this morning like it doesn't really matter if I get up and meditate or not like you know and you kind of mm. just make excuses and then you listen to those excuses and then all of a sudden it's like you haven't got up and done your morning routine in three weeks sure. um so I I find having something and sticking to it it yeah, creates that discipline and it spills over into other areas. So it makes it easier to um, make smarter decisions about what I eat and stick to my training schedule because um, I'm training for a half Ironman at the Ooh, moment, which is really? pretty intense and it, that Ooh. requires a lot of a lot of discipline and a lot of hard training, especially yeah. because I'm totally out of my comfort zone with <laughs> um, the cycle, run and swim. Yeah. Um, so yeah i i think it's yeah it's definitely definitely helped and made a big difference mm -hmm. another thing which um um i'm curious to know more about is your um ambassadorship with um under armor i see that uh yeah you are, is that the right term ambassador yes yeah, yeah. How, how do I guess for people listening who think, oh, that looks good. I, I imagine there's probably a bit more work behind the scenes than people realize. But what does that mean for you? What does that mean for Under Armour? And how, how did you get into it? Yeah. Um, so how do you get into it? So I used to work in a studio called District Fitness when I first moved back to Auckland. Um, and the marketing manager there, she went on to go and work for Under Armour. So I kind of already had that connection with her, yeah. which um, sometimes it is a little bit of who you know, mm. just to kind of get your name forward and get your name out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess what's involved, it's, I mean, you're essentially representing the brand. So there is a bit of a responsibility that comes with that. And I think with, um, representing any brand and that includes your own brand as well is that you want to be who you are authentically who you are but um showing the brand in, in a good way and mm. doing things that would would represent you and represent them sure. um so yeah in terms of under armor um we do we film like various shoots throughout the year for their campaigns with like rebel sport yeah. um and we yeah lots of bits and bobs we get mm. to kind of test out all the um the new like samples going into stores um we get to try them on and, and um they see how it looks before they get chosen for that store yeah. um what else we just oh we recently um competed at the ultimate athlete competition down in the mount Oh, yeah. and um that was awesome because we recruited we had um the likes of Liam Messam on our team oh. and um I think I got a little bit too excited and it was the second lap around the mount yeah. I tripped on a rock and fell and popped my hand down and just scraped it all up oh, no. and <laughs> ended up in a cast for two weeks oh no oh that's <laughs> I think I saw a photo yeah 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 yeah, but it was a uh, um, potential broken scaphoid that ended up yeah. being okay, which thank yeah. God it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stuff like that out in the community is um, that's all part of the, the role in ambassadorship as well. Mm -hmm. Enjoyable? Is it something you'd, um, 
you'd recommend if people had those opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, wearing the clothing as well, which um, is probably the best part because I, I really love the clothing. And especially the women's wear, it's come such a long way um, since working with the brand. And um, yeah, a lot of the styles and that that are coming through, it's like, just can't wait to get my hands on them. <laughs> so do, are they pretty proactive? Like, do they, <clears throat> do they take your feedback as ambassadors and say, if, you, if you're telling them things that don't work in terms of design, they'll, they'll go back to, to the next version and adjust those things? um they definitely take our feedback mm -hmm. um whether that goes all the way back to like design um I'm not 100% sure but it definitely would um sway like what goes in stores and and stuff like that sure yeah yeah, uh, yeah. And you get to you get to um officiate at certain events as well was that was it around the bays that you do like a you did a warm-up for the participants was it that was it around the bays Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So around the bays, um, last year happened to fall on International Women's Day as well. So um, I was fortunate enough to uh, lead the warm up for that, which was that was awesome. Just yeah. having thirty thousand people in front of you and kind of trying attempting to follow along, even though everybody has like a centimeter of space yeah. around them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's it was a shame it didn't go ahead this year because mm. of um i think we literally went into a lockdown the night before yes um yeah so didn't quite go ahead but yeah last year was awesome yeah 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 that's a big class <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes a big a big class <laughs> a decent claim to fame isn't it yeah i might squeeze you in but we're, we're pretty full um <laughs> yeah so I guess um, towards the end of a, a chat, I, I try and pick people's brains to to see what their pearls of wisdom are for those who are listening, because that's what PT Mentor is all about, is helping people stay, get and stay in the industry and be successful. I think we've probably answered some of the some of those along the way in terms of your, you know, the balance that you've you've, you've managed to find in terms of your work, your working week, uh, the way the things that you do to, to look after yourself. And obviously, we are our business. So if we're not looking yeah. after ourselves, the business is in, in, in jeopardy. So uh, over and above that, are there other things that are, are, are sort of go-to things for you that you think could be uh, useful things to share? And it, it might not necessarily be sort of personal stuff. It could be business stuff or whatever works for Amy. Yeah, um, I guess energy management has been really important for me so yeah as you we were saying about like having that work-life balance mm. and stuff um and for me like eating well is is not just about how you look or, or getting enough sleep is not um just so you're you know like looking good or whatever it's to have the most amount of energy because yeah. if you yeah if you feel your best and you feel energized then you can help more people um and you're not as like dead at the end of the day so um mm. I think working on that has been important so um really prioritizing eating well whenever possible and um and sleep as well so yeah. Yeah. um generally my first client of the day starts uh, is my first final class is at 6 a.m so uh, I'm up at five every day which means mm. I have got to be in bed by 9 p.m the night before so yeah. um 
having boundaries and really trying to stick to them around that has been um yeah really helpful for me Mm. um and yeah the morning routine so like the Wim Hof um meditation all of that stuff that I like to do for myself taking the time for myself at the start of the day I feel like I can be um better for my clients and give them more energy and um where if, if I was just going straight into the day and kind of all frazzled and, and all over the place then it wouldn't be quite the same experience for them mm-hmm. okay um yeah so I'd say energy management um yeah balancing your time um and then again on the boundaries like having the having the times that you want to work between and then try to get it doesn't always work out but if you can get your clients to kind of fit in with you with when you want to work and you're not just kind of saying yes to sure we can train at 8 30 at night and then someone else sure 5 a.m the next day and then all of a sudden it's like you're just kind of all over the place and your schedule is is um a bit crazy so um definitely trying to like block sessions together working out how many you like to do in a row block that rest block and just try to make it as seamless for you as possible yeah 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 i like that yeah it sounds good and i think that morning routine is probably one of the most powerful isn't it because it does it does set you up for the day and if you you race out of bed and you don't get something to eat and you know, you haven't had any time to process the morning and you're racing straight into your first session. The rest of the day can go a bit crap as a result of that sometimes, can't it? As opposed to having time for yourself, processing what's happening, getting some good nutrition on board and mm-hmm. moving into your day, you know, in a nice gradual way rather than racing. Totally. And then, yeah, you feel like you're chasing your tail the whole yeah. day if, if it's like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then again, on the boundaries as well, for me, what I learned, pretty early on is any kind of like admin work I've got to do is trying to get that done between sessions throughout the day so when I do go home I have dinner and then I have that time for myself just to kind of chill out or catch up with a friend or um whatever it is before a bit of a wind down evening routine happens um so trying not to take work home yeah (laughs) when possible Yeah, I think that's good as well, isn't it? Because it's so easy to do. You know, technology means we can do anything anywhere now. And um, yeah. and it's so easy for those lines to be blurred. So to mm-hmm. have some discipline or some rules for yourself around those means that you get that wind down time, you get a better sleep, you start to pressure, and so the cycle continues the next day. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, that's a nice one to end on because it's sort of, you know, winding down to the end of the day, winding down to the end of the interview. So yeah (laughs) great to catch up thank you so much for giving me so much of your time today and um catch you soon yeah thanks for having me it was lovely to chat with you cool see you later thanks for listening to this episode of the pt graduate if you enjoyed the episode please leave a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button and i'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too cheers for now